I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You guys, it's episode 86 of Please Advise. I'm Malls, Molly McAleer. You can find me on the internet at Malls. You can also find this podcast that you're listening to on SoundCloud and iTunes. Very, very important information. You can call us at 323-450-7408 if you like what you hear today and want to have your own call on the show. I'm here with my trusty producer, Christina Lopez. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, I texted you this morning, so I started to get... A little behind the curtain peek. I think I've given this many times before, but I we record this show every two weeks. I book the the guests out of like my phone book. I just like hit up my friends or people reach out saying they want to come on. And um, last night, I normally give the directions on like a Thursday, like where to come to Coinga Pass Studios, how to get here, how to do things, whatever. Normally, I give those on like a Thursday. I wake up this morning at 11 a.m. to everyone who's involved in today's production saying, where the fuck am I going today? Like, we're still doing this, right? Okay, this is what happened. 
I went to Green Wolf, uh, my weed place in Glendale yesterday to stock up on the weed macaroons, weed Jolly Ranchers, the little various treats I give our guests. We should start getting sponsored by Madam Munchie. And by the way, we also had a a dispensary related call this week. Okay, good. So plenty of good stuff in the mix. Um, So I fucking go there and then I see they have my, you know how we talked before about how like one of my favorite treats is those like gas station donuts, like the little powdered donuts. Like, so they like the chocolate version of those at my weed place in donut form and I ate three of them (laughs) and I went to bed and I just like, it was five o'clock. I just slipped into bed and I was like, nothing wrong with this. I was like, in fact, this probably is some kind of good self-care for you. I woke up, I went to, I went kind of laid down at like 5 p.m. I got up several times throughout the night to eat things. I remember I ate two things of overnight oats. I ate, uh, I tried to make pancakes and then I just started to get really sad because I was like, I'm so tired. I can't do this right now. So I woke <laughs> up, there was like pancake mix half getting made in my kitchen this morning. Um, but I slept till from 5 p.m. basically till 11 a.m. That's amazing. It was awesome. It was so good. And I'm very well rested right now. I'm also still a little bit stoned, but I'm having a really good day. That's amazing. That's yeah. great for a Saturday. And you needed a good day. I, I feel need, like you've I had honestly, a like, couple stretches of like not so great months, actually. But this and so house, you need yeah. like one good day. The house is up. Thank you. The house is almost there. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of good days once the house is there. But right now, I just feel trapped in that tiny little like loft apartment. Just uh, dying a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've spent time, like, watching Wags in your apartment, and, like, you definitely, like, I think because the lighting's a little bit weird, and, like, yeah. it's weird when you don't have la- natural light in a kitchen area. Yeah. And so, like, that really fucks with your brain. So I can see, like, if you spend a lot of time in your apartment, like, you get a little, like, Ooh, And crazy. I don't, but it's, like, the hours that I do spend, they just feel sad right now. So I just can't wait to move. I don't want to get sad at the top of the pod, though, because that's okay. not the point today. That's not. And this is, we're here to have fun. We're a fun pod. We're, we're here, totally under the comedy vertical, which, by the way. LOL, we're all depressed. LOL. LOL, struggling. But this is something else I want to talk about. Someone on Snapchat sent me a message this week because I was like, woke up at five o'clock in the morning or something. This is like maybe last week. Woke up at five o'clock in the morning and I was just Snapchatting my day. Like some girl reaches out and she's like, hey, like I'm so depressed. Like I wish like I did stuff like you did, like where I made like pies and like tie dyed T-shirts and like went to Home Depot and bought flowers and kind of was like, girl, like that doesn't mean I'm not depressed like I just am first of all I'm an activity oriented person like doing crafts and like making stuff it makes me it's the happiest it's going to make me like just sitting on the couch in a weird way like satiates my depression almost in the wrong ways like I need something like maybe even the more depressed I am the more like activity oriented I get where I just start doing like small little activities everywhere but um I do think that it's really important to have hobbies and like that is something that no matter like where you are like me I don't know it, I just like have hobby this is where I feel no I'm a little bit stoned so I'm just telling people to have hobbies <laughs> but like hobbies. I don't even realize that I have hobbies until I'm like oh there's people that just like literally sit there yeah me I sit there and I watch. I binge. You watch have stuff hobbies, on though. You have hobbies. I do sometimes. Yeah. No, Collecting you have crystals. your plants outside. You have Franklin. You collect crystals. You like to cook. <laughs> 
I do. Yeah. You do stuff with Heather. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, God knows what kinds of weird arts and crafts you two are up to together. <laughs> um, we that get crazy. Said, speaking of girlfriends, I want to introduce our guest. Uh, she has one name. It's biblical. She's a musician. Ladies and gentlemen, Madonna. JK, it's Eden. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Eden's here today. Do you guys know Eden? I do. I've known her for a while. We met a long time ago through our friend Chad Greer. Hey, girl. Welcome to the show. Hey, malls. Your tits are on fleek. Thank you. They're so (laughs) small, but I like today. This is the thing. Yes, I have double A's, girl. Well, that bra is doing you right right now. But thank you. No, I. this is the thing. I shouldn't have done it. I went to Victoria's Secret, which I hate. I wanted to go to Nordstrom and have them, like, measure me and do the whole thing. But I was at this, like, Victoria's Secret. Ed was getting his hair cut, my best friend Ed. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just, like, buy bras. And I did. And I think they measured me wrong. But anyway. I have a question. Like, how what? are you supposed to stand when they're measuring you? Like, are you supposed to be, like, tits out? Like, like you know, like the Superman stance? Like, I think you're supposed maximum? to just, like, listen to how they tell you to stand. Like, I would, I'm the worst person to ask because I'm posturally, like, such a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, I don't even know how I stand. <laughs> I'm, like, so uneven from jumping off of, like, like large surfaces as a child. Like, I'm, I... In fact, um, Malls has tiny arms like a T-Rex. So you guys can't see it, but... Um, I totally have T-Rex <laughs> tiny arms no I have really fucking long limbs everywhere and I don't know where to put my body ever um but speaking of hobbies something that I wanted to do since we're all here we're all females right now killing it I don't know I identify as female I'm just gonna use my pronoun she she over here loves taking vitamins and I obsessed I obsess over them Todd makes fun of me because he's like Molly you drink you smoke weed like you smoke cigarettes you like drink soda and then you take all these vitamins, and I'm like, exactly. Well, it cancels I'm, it out. I'm, I'm just trying to break even over yeah. here. <laughs> so I have something that I got at Whole Foods this week. I think they were like $25 for a bag of 60 Oh, wow. They're called Biotin Bursts. Yeah. Gourmet Biotin Soft Juice. They're acai flavored. Hmm. Biotin is good for hair growth and nails, obviously. And they're like a little starburst. I've been eating up to five a day. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing, but they're 3,000 milligrams of biotin, wow. which is, it's like three, what? It's like those Trader, Go- Trader Joe's gummy vitamins. You want to uh-huh. eat like all the vitamins. Oh, yeah. No, once I, dr- once I ate like 15 Fredstone, um, fried Flintstone vitamins, like one day, my mom told me she called poison control and said, that if I had eaten one more, they would have pumped my stomach. I have no idea if all that was a lie or not. But <laughs> that feels like a very mom thing to say. What are we thinking about this this chew? Mm, it reminds me of a now and later. Mm-hmm. I feel like my hair is longer already. Apologies to people who have sensitivity to mouth noises. But fuck you. <laughs> um, do you have a hard time swallowing pills? Like big ones? Not at all. See, no. I do, so I really appreciate this chew. You do? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually am curious about that. I'm really just good at it. Mm-hmm. When then I hear a lot of people are, have a really hard time with it. I also have a probiotic in here. You I know have what? a really I'm, hard time with chalky vitamins. Like sometimes mm-hmm. vitamin C is chalky or mm-hmm. zinc. Magnesium. Uh-huh. Shut the front door on magnesium. Major problems. And sometimes yeah. I literally have to like fall down and get myself the Heimlich maneuver to like cough it out. You do. Not a lie. Do you, so do you, uh, but I, I just hate drinking, like, I don't even like 
the ones that are supposed to taste good, like emergency, mm. let alone thinking you know, like about pink lemonade flavor. No, hmm. I choke it back really hard. There was one that I had recently, actually, that was an organic one. Um, I'll try, I'll find out the name and link it on here. But it was um, I was at the Springs, my favorite place downtown, to go get massages and stuff, and the colonic chick was like come over here like look at this thing that i have and it's just this orange flavored like emergency type powder except it's all organic and um it was so fucking good and i don't know i think it's like because that it has that slight battery aftertaste to it right emergency <laughs> does there's like <laughs> and, and i really want to like it because i like like blue raspberry shit like mm-hmm. i'm very like tack into very tacky flavors mm-hmm. um or I try to go very like upscale with the slight tangerine flavor. I'm like, maybe this is the closest I can get. Can't do anything pink grapefruit because of the year I was on Valium. Like, and like basically like on Valium, you can't take any sort of like pink grapefruit or any sort of grapefruit anything because like oh. the combination can be potentially lethal. Oh my God. Um, so it ruined like Pomplemousse, like Perrier, like the whole jam for me. Cause like now whenever I see grapefruit, I'm just like, no, I can't have it, even though I, I haven't been on Valium for a really long time. Um, that said, um, what vitamins do you take? Do you take vitamins? I do. And I have to cut it in half. It's really annoying. I take like a women's daily by, um, get it at Whole Foods. What's the brand? I don't know, but it's all plant-based. Okay. Plant-based is key for me. Um, and that's it. I just take one multivitamin every day. Do you take a probiotic? Nope. I know. I need to get on that probiotic game. I'm. I just love them. I don't know what I'll it do is. The little like, uh, bio like if I'm at the gym. Yeah, the little bio K. You're vegetarian, right? Yes, for well, the most part. I mean, I know people hate the term pescatarian because it's so like, what is that? But no, I, I mean, I it makes sense. Every now and then, is yeah. it for ethical reasons or for health reasons? Ethical, or? ethical. Yeah, fully. Like, don't get it twisted. I love the taste of like a Big Mac, but. I can't do that to those little baby cows. So. Well, what's fucking wild is that <laughs> loving the taste of a Big Mac truly blows my mind because we outside of like humans, outside of like dogs are like the only species that would even consider a Big Mac. Like, you know, you can yeah. just leave one on a counter. Rats won't touch it. Ants won't touch it. Really? Birds won't touch it. No. Huh. That they, I guess and, you're right. The birds eat the bread. And they never go bad. Mm. That's they never go bad. You can just leave it on a counter in your house. Oh, God. we have my um, I know a vegan chef that's been like um, this guy Michael, who's the chef at the Springs. He apparently has had a like a Big Mac on a counter in a shelf in his house for over two years and it hasn't spoiled at all. It doesn't smell, animals don't touch it, Ew. like nothing goes near it. What is that about? It's just there's so many preservatives in it. Oh. It's like known as the Big Mac test. I guess like if you Google it, you can see that. Isn't that weird? That's disgusting. Girl, can we just really – you were just telling us what's the hook of your new single or the chorus you said? Oh, my poo nanny drips gold. Okay. <laughs> That's like kind of amazing. Christina, how does that make you feel? I don't – how am I supposed to feel about it? Like empowered. empowered. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel empowered by that? Um – I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm taking the line too literal. I think I'd be like, you need to see your gynecologist. Oh, word. (laughs) I'm like, no, like that's like so rich. Like that's your super rich. So wait, how did, did you come up with that yourself, girl? Yeah. Well, I wrote the song with um, Tony Canal. You might know him from No Doubt, one of Um, my favorite bands. Of course. Did you freak the fuck out? How did you guys get hooked up? 
Um, we well, and we also wrote it. So it's co-written with Tony Canal and a guy named Jimmy Harry, who's been a friend of mine for a very long time. Yeah, and that's how I met Tony. Um, Jimmy so and Tony cool. wrote "Sober for Pink." I don't know if you remember that song. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, and we we've been friends for years. So, um, and then it's featuring this really dope Indian rapper named Raja Kumari, who's my homegirl. And yeah, it's called Gold. I played it at Pride, this past Pride, LA Pride. Girl, Pride is like kind of the event now. Like when I first moved to LA, like Pride was like always the event for like the community. But like now like everyone goes to – it's like fully just like families going to go see – like Nicki Minaj played Pride a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's interesting. I wonder what people in the community feel about it because on the one hand, it's nice that like everyone is embracing them. But also are you there for the free Nicki Minaj concert? But also just like (laughs) sometimes you need things just for your people in your community to celebrate your culture and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's kind I mean, of like the like same idea of like me when I was – yeah, sorry. You know how on. like like sometimes gay men – I've heard this, but I – you know, I'm not a gay man, so I can't speak on it. But um, I've heard like gay men are annoyed when like some women are – like straight women are at their clubs No, it's like the that. bachelorette theory of it all where it's like we, you guys are allowed to have bachelorette parties and you get to be allowed – I mean, sorry. Is there anything more – fuck? you just got married, right? I did. So maybe you can chime in on this or <laughs> be a little bit offended by this. My was at the Abbey. <laughs> Is there anything fucking like more that's... annoying in general than a bunch of girls at a bachelorette party? The Abbey like, expects things there... like that. Is there anything more they annoying? They banned them. Oh, my God. They banned them for a long oh, really? time. When, before oh, okay. gay marriage could get past that, um, Abbey oh, yeah, banned that was it hella because – Yeah, because it was like, why do well, we I, want a bunch yeah. of drunk girls here? I mean, I respect that and I totally get that. But bachelor um, bachelorette parties are fucking annoying. Girl, like penis. You sh- no, you should have been at mine. I'm sure it was amazing. It was so fun. It was not annoying. It was fucking awesome. Did you guys have penis straws? Everything. Yes. Giant inflatable penises, penis cups. We did it like the traditional like white trash way, and it was awesome. Molly, like, you're, having, you're having penis pasta at your at your bachelorette party. Not really. Like I'm, I'm not like cuz I've never understood it. It's like, oh, like am I basking in dicks because like I'm I can only have one soon? Like is that what it is? So I want a bunch of little tiny baby-sized penises around. I know it's not like it's not like guys <laughs> buy like vagina things when I they, think they do actually. <laughs> do they? I think they buy tits and like uh, yeah, like I mean, do they? Do they drink out of nipples and shit? What do guys do? So. I mean, my husband did not, but What did he do for his bachelor party? He went to Vegas. Was it like the traditional situation, like I strip clubs so. and yeah. everything. Yeah. And you yeah. weren't jealous or anything? No, no, I don't. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Um, well, actually, we met around the same time you and I met a couple years ago when I was touring with Brittany. Uh-huh. Um, he was the head oh, of. Oh, like Spears? <laughs> Christina, <laughs> Brittany Spears. <laughs> you didn't know. Oh, you're on a Britney first name Spears. basis? <laughs> well, they I toured mean- together. <laughs> Um, but Ryan was the art director for a company called Bravado, who mm-hmm. does like a lot of um, merch for people. So like Katie, Brittany, Paul McCartney, and they were handling um, my merch and he was on my account. And that's how we met. And then he tweeted about me. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Amanda saw I'm the like, tweet. Uh-huh. I know. It was really cute. My friend Amanda saw the tweet and was like, hey, this really hot babe who works at Bravado like tweeted about you and I know him and you should date him. And I was like this sounds crazy. He sounds like a psycho tweeting about me. I'm not sure about that. She's like, well, he's not a psycho. Check his feed. He's never tweeted about a girl before. So I checked his feed, saw his photo, total babe. 
And I was like, Aww. okay, I'll meet him. And so we all went out to Mao's Kitchen on Melrose. Have you guys ever been there? No. It's pretty disgusting. But we went there. <laughs> and um, we had like our first little date. And then we like kind of fell in love. And then he flew out um, for a couple of the tour dates. So he flew to like Vancouver. Vancouver's where we had our third date, which was kind of awesome. Girl. And we've been together ever since. And now we're married. Can you give us a fun <laughs> Britney story? Um, well, first of all, I signed an NDA where I'm not supposed to talk about anything like well, no, I wouldn't expect related. you to say anything about a former coworker. <laughs> yeah, but um, are there any fun little like you know anecdotes that you know no one would mind? Well, she wouldn't mind. That's well, I can story. tell you one thing that I thought was really cute. Sure. Um. So when you're on a tour like that, um, just for people listening who are like wondering how it all works. Uh, especially when you're rolling with Miss Spears, she had a private chef come to come along on the tour. And every day, like depending on what like arena we were in or whatever, they would set up like the most amazing kind of like Willy Wonka style buffet that you could imagine. Anything you wanted was there from like waffles to like tamales like every ah, girl that's so good how yeah, do you awesome. like so, not gain a million pounds you're dancing right no I got super fat actually okay <laughs> I did by the end of the tour I was 10 pounds heavier not a lie <laughs> but so um the same thing happened to me when I went to Texas for some reason right yeah <laughs> yeah but the cute part of all this is that um so then you and everybody kind of eats together in the same like catering area and Brittany oftentimes would not eat with everybody else obviously she was like but, you know, Nicki, Nicki Minaj was on the tour, too, and, like, everybody's kind of on the same area. But then the one time uh, early on in the tour when Britney came out, she had her little boys, and it was the cutest thing because they were in the corner eating. And before they ate the food, I heard her say, um, now, boys, like, we have to say grace first. And they, like, literally said grace in catering before they ate their food, and they were so cute and so well-behaved. That's really cute. I think she's a really good mom. I just want to put that out there. I think she is, too. Yeah, I get the impression. I really, honestly, I had no sympathy for Britney my whole life because, like, she became (laughs) so popular when I was, like, an awkward – I think she hit when I was, like, a 14-year-old girl, and I was like – Fuck Britney Spears. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt about Jennifer like, Lopez. She's so hot. Like, oh, Britney Spears is so hot. I'm like, she's no, she's fucking retarded. She's nobody. I'm sorry, guys. She's, I was like, but I just like basically was like, I, I mean, she, I said everything about her that everyone was saying about her at that time. And then like when the shit hit the fan for her, I was working at Gawker and like I was cover, I had to cover it really heavily with Defamer. And um, I just, they kind of felt so badly for her because I could see that she was, like, a good person going through a hard time. I believe she's a good mom, which is why that – I mean, to think that she, like, lost those kids at one point, it was very, like, crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it just becomes too much. I mean, for anyone. I mean, they, I'm, I've seen paparazzi swarms in real life. Yeah, and, like, it's too to- much. A, it's too many people in your general space. B, like, the light's flashing, really. It's just you can't move. You can't do anything. And C, like, they say the most, like, disgusting things to these people to, like, try to um, elicit a response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they're with their kids. And it's just like, what are you doing? Just have some modicum of respect or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Little bit. Yeah. But, you know. 
Eden next. We are all guilty, kind of, by clicking on those TMZ articles. Oh, I love them. I know, but that just feeds the beast. It no, I know. Desire, so. I know. Oh no, I always I feel know. guilty when I do. I know. I know. I know. Uh, so, Eden XO, did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice on today's show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just thought of them like on the drive over, and I hope they're good. Um, okay. Reason number one is I've been on my own since I was 16. 16 with a dream, and I feel like I've made a lot of good shit happen. I'm not necessarily where I want to be, but I think I'm a positive universe uh, willer. So I can maybe give some advice if people are struggling with their careers and what to do. Um, Reason number two is I have an extremely dysfunctional family. So if anyone out there Actually, I probably can't give advice, but I can sympathize if you're dealing with the same sort of dynamic of like fucked up mom or like, for example, your sister doesn't show up to your wedding. Uh, (laughs) um, And reason number three, speaking of weddings, we kind of touched on it already, but um, I'm married to this like super babe and I feel like I can give some advice (laughs) on like how to find the right one. I love that. Okay, I'm going to ask you three questions back. Okay. Okay. Um, so touching on the first two kind of what – describe your childhood in three words. Oh, God. That just got dark in my soul. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, my childhood. Ooh. Do I, is this like where you with Andy Cohen where you get to play the fifth on one or are you just – You can to- if you want. Yeah. yeah. I feel like – I feel like – okay, well – um, yeah, I'm going to play the fifth on that one. Okay. I'm going to save that for the book. Oh, ooh, I love <laughs> that. Okay, so that said, what would your first book be called? Um, Can't Hold Back a Dreamer. <laughs> Guide to Surviving in the Fucked Up Entertainment Industry by Eden XO. <laughs> so when you, okay, so my second question is, when you look at the, like, overall career, maybe certain things. Like, I I think of someone as, like, Drew Barrymore for me as someone like that where it's, yeah. like, I don't necessarily – I'm not an actress. I don't want to, like, you know, don't want to do that. But, like, I love that she's had this, like, crazy tumultuous childhood and um, basically just, like, has rebounded in so many, like, ways that are far beyond any sort of normal level of success. When, when I think of someone whose career trajectory – and vibe I would overall like to have. I think of Drew Barrymore. Who for you is that person? Um, Drew's a great one now that you point that out. Um, Especially because of her childhood and upbringing. Like I haven't really thought about that. But I guess if you fast forwarded the um, dark childhood, um, I sort of relate a lot to Katy Perry just Mm -hmm. because – and she's been a source of inspiration for me – you know, she's been signed and dropped or before she had her like huge break. I think she had about five deals. Yeah. Um, I just got out of my third major record deal. You've had so many reinventions. <laughs> we were talking about that. Like on the way to becoming who you are now, you've had so many yeah. reinventions. How did, can and, you take uh, us br- just quickly through all of the stages of um, you know, names you've got, stage names you've gone by, like yeah. d- configurations of bands you've been in, like you yourself, how, whatever, whatever else it is. How did you, what are all the configurations of you? Sure. Okay. Well, I divorced my parents when I was 16 legally in the court system and I moved to LA and I started a punk band called Shut Up Stella. And, um, shortly after, like maybe a year later, all of a sudden I was 17 playing shows and found myself with a huge record deal from Sony. And I was like, 
holy shit, this is it. Oh my God. I told everybody, fuck you, I'm a rock star. And then <laughs> we got dropped <laughs> and the record never came out. And um, I rather than like quit, I just kept going and I moved to the UK because I wanted to make dance records. So then I put music out actually under so my my middle name is Eden and my first name is Jesse. And so I put some dance records out under Jesse Malakuti and then they started getting popular kind of like on YouTube or whatever. And um, through that, I decided to move back to the US because dance music seemed to start to kind of happen yeah. over here. And I wanted to come be a part of it. So I came back and I was always obsessed with that cartoon Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. And I wanted to make a real life version kind of Gem and the Holograms thing, especially because my initials are Gem. So I started a band called Jesse and the Toy Boys. That's when we met. Yeah. And that was the band that um, I toured with Britney Spears um, with. And then after that, that album never really came out either. <laughs> I'm a lot of weird setbacks. So um, what happened there? Was it just like a thing with timing with the... Well, what happened there was I'd already been burned by a major label. And so by my own choice, I decided to sign to an indie. Okay. Because I just didn't want to deal with major label bullshit. Um, The good and the bad, signing with an indie, I had a lot of creative control. Like I think if I told a major label, hey, I'm going to have this band with mannequins and whatever, and it's their imaginary and I'm going to do this, they'd all be like... Yeah, right. But um, the label let me do kind of whatever I wanted. I even they even helped fund this like short web series where I like murdered this producer I worked with and like all kinds of weird stuff. But the the bad side was they didn't have the major label budgets right or um, access to radio, which is in pop music you really need. need. Yeah. So um, even though I was like touring on this massive tour, I did a couple tours that were pretty huge and kind of gaining uh, fans live. I ha- wasn't on the radio, so no one knew who the fuck I was. Right. You know, and so because there wasn't enough radio push, they just didn't feel like they had the ability to put an album out. So that's why that album never came out. Yeah. So then I started over again and I kind of did some soul searching and um, – Eden being my middle name and um, like you said, it's biblical and the garden is sort of like, to me, it just felt like it represented new beginnings and I felt like I was on yet again, like another new beginning. So I started going by Eden and um, somehow again, shortly thereafter, I got signed again to Capitol Records and um, that went pretty great. I had my first uh, top 40 hit in 2014 with a song called Too Cool to Dance, but then my A&R got fired. (laughs) And I got dropped again. And now I don't know what I'm going to do next, but Eden feels like the right name and the right sort of vibe. And I I don't think I'm going to change my name again. You're going to die. I mean, first of all, please advise nation. Is like she not, first of all, so one of us. Like, hello, like, like reinvent, keep going, push, push, push. Like that is such, you're going to be fine because of everything you just said. You know what I mean? You've been fine every, I mean, you know that you don't need me to say it to you, but like you're going to be great. And, you guys, you've definitely heard her music before. We all watched Scream Queens. You were in the yeah. – you had a, you're a cover of Hold Me Now, right? In yeah. The, Thompson Twins, Hold Me Now. Jam. Um, Scream Queens, Ariana Grande getting killed by the Red Devil. <laughs> that was her, you guys. Um, it's so cool. And um, 
Wow, it's, I, I'm just so impressed. How, do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 27, as of two days ago. Oh, my God. You've, like, lived such a life already, girl. It's, <laughs> it hasn't even been 11. It's been 11 years since yeah. you left your family. Mm-hmm. And you did all of this in 11 years. That's crazy. It's pretty wild. Thank you. Wow. Look at you, though. I mean, you're I, No, it's been it. 10 years for me since I left my house when I was 22 and graduated college and moved out here and, like, it's, I feel very, very tired. And I have to be honest, I feel really tired. And I can imagine you feel the same. I feel, I just so tired sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that said, like, it's, you know, the, it's not supposed to be an easy gig, you know? So, well, it's that cliche, like, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Absolutely. You know, and, um, it's not, <laughs> but okay. we're tough bitches. So <laughs> true. I mean, and by the way, like sometimes it makes me sad. I'm like, I don't want to be tough. Like I just want to be like a nice, normal person that does yeah. it. It's like placated by like easy shit, and like it just does. It's not going to work for me. Um, last question, then we'll get to our calls. Um, what out of all of these years that you've been here, girl? What are what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Career advice you've ever been given? Um. It's something, to be honest, that I've only recently done myself, and it is to stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, not to keep plugging shit, but going back to the My Poonani Drips Gold song, um, <laughs> I wrote that, you know, we had had that record while I was on Capital Virgin, and it scared the shit out of everybody there. But I knew in my soul that, because I also rap in Farsi on it, I'm yeah. Iranian, and it scared them. They were like, Middle America, Iran, talking about pussies dripping gold we can't put this out you know and i you was can't kinda, have arabic and pussies dripping gold on, on the same track we can only take one at a time yeah it was too much too much but like for me i felt like some of my favorite um musicians are often really polarizing figures like totally madonna eminem like all these people who said things that were Girl. like shocking so i kind of to be honest i was i was so afraid at that time that maybe that was my last shot and I sort of went along with what all these suits were saying and I was like okay yeah okay yeah you're right this song isn't gonna work and I sat on it and then I got I played pride like the week I was like in the middle of a legal battle getting out of the deal and I knew they were letting me go and whatever and it wasn't originally in my set and I was like you know what Fuck them. I'm playing Punani Drips Gold tonight. And I played it and it it's it like relit the fire in me. So the advice is Did to people stay true love to yourself. It? People loved it. And and you know why? Because it was authentic and it was real. Yeah. And the, the best advice, and it took me so long to actually do it, because I don't give a fuck now. Yeah. Is to stay true to yourself. You know? Oh my God, girl, yeah. I want to squeeze you. You're <laughs> such a good person. Do you love Erica Jane, by the way, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, can we talk about Erica Jane? Okay. I'm torn because I do love her, but much like when you had issues with Stassi, like yeah. fucking acting like she's you want Erica than Jane you. to give you some love. Yes, I'm like, honey, like, come on, like I've sent her like maybe three or four posy tweets, like when yeah, she, and early <laughs> oh on, God, by the way. <laughs> Early on, like episode, right. second episode she appeared in, I was like, yes, I'm living for Erica Jane. Right. By the way, Taylor, who's one of the Toy Boys from Jesse and the Toy Boys, is right. one of her dancers. He's all over the show. Shout out to Taylor. Um, so, and I even texted Taylor about it. I was like, I'm t- I love Erica. I'm living for her. Blah. So I, I was living for her. And then it started t- when she wasn't really replying to me that I was like, ew, okay. Like, <laughs> right. And at that time, I had more followers than her since then she skyrocketed. <laughs> 
I'm like, really? <laughs> but um, girl, then, you don't even know how hard I'm feeling this emotional journey for right? you right now. Yeah. Before Twitter, like, what was the brag <laughs> that you could do? Like, oh, Nothing. I have more followers. Than you. Like, I got Nothing. there. I got their autograph outside of like. Jimmy Kimmel like I was like there was nothing there was nothing yeah and the clincher for me of where I'm like I don't know where I stand with um Erica Jane Girardi is she wore a fur coat Uh, on watch what happens live real fur for sure absolutely it's Fendi I know what it is (gasps) and it was it's new too it's not even vintage right bitch can't be like it's vintage it was new she had no shame in her game And it was like a polar bear. It was like a polar bear was on her. Well, I did not. I had not known about that. <laughs> I did love Miss Erica Jane until you said that. But um, yeah. let's. I think it's time for our calls. Okay. Okay, let's do calls. Hey, Malls. This is Kristen. I'm uh, 21. I live in Texas. Um, I just met this guy about nine months or so ago. We have no idea how we hadn't met each other before. A lot of mutual friends, blah, blah, blah. We met. The first night we met, it was like eight hours of straight talking. Nothing happened. Within a few weeks, we had a drunken hookup. And then after that, it was like eight months of nothing. I mean, we would hang out all the time. We kind of intermittently dated other people. But in the meantime, we would always hang out and party and have a great time and then like cuddle, but nothing else. Literally nothing else. It was strange. We didn't really worry about it and have feelings for him. And then here recently, we've hooked up a few times, and I've been like, hey, I'm starting to look feelings, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure if I want to date you because there's so many reasons that we we probably shouldn't date. But at the same time, if we keep hooking up, it's only going to exacerbate my feelings. So, I mean, we probably just shouldn't. And he was like, I've had feelings for you for a long time. But, yeah, we can't date, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now I've been like, well, then we probably shouldn't hook up. And he's like, okay, but we've still been cuddling and he always tries to hook up. And I'm like trying to be like, no, then it gets hard when we get drunk. And then, I don't know, he's still getting jealous when I'm going on dates and stuff and trying to act like, I don't know, like I'm the one he's going home with, you know, like he's just, I don't know. And then he's constantly making fun of whoever I'm dating. And I don't know. It's just a really strange dynamic. And I feel like it's very unhealthy and toxic, but I guess I don't really know how to end it without ending our friendship because he has become one of my best friends. I don't know. Um, He's 29. I'm 21. That's one of the biggest things between us. But, um, yeah, just let me know. Thank you. Bye. Well, when I thought he was just, like, some other, like, 21-year-old fuckboy, like, I was like, whatever. Like, you guys are just young. You should just put your foot down. But he's not your friend. No. Like, duh. No offense to you. I'm looking at everyone at this table being like, duh, because we all know the truth. I don't – there's uh, sorry guys. surgery going on in the hallway. But, like, <laughs> we uh, – I, I I don't – no. No. He's 20 – he did – what do you – I don't know. What do you think? Um, No, I'm with you. Like, tw- yeah, he's not your friend. Also, I'm wondering when she says there's so many reasons why – we shouldn't date. What are those? She didn't really elaborate on. He's 29. He's like leading on a 21-year-old girl. He's hooking up with her intermittently. They're both seeing other people. Like, Oh, I missed that. They're both seeing other people? She said like, we're not dating, but nine months ago we met. Then we like hung out for a couple weeks. Now, I don't know. Like I've been hearing about people talking about like cuddling lately. Like on uh-huh. Savage Love, someone was like, she cuddles with her husband's best friend a lot and then her husband's best friend lost a bunch of weight and now she's attracted to him. And I'm like, who cuddles with yeah. a platonic friend? No, not me. I've heard people do that. 
That's actually. weird. How? Kinda like, like I'm like trying to think intimate. of like my like think of like a Mario. Like I can't imagine like snuggling under a blanket with a Mario. Like I think I did with, in college with friends that I had like a low key boner for, or that like <laughs> I wanted to like have a low key boner for me so they would yeah. do things for me. I think <laughs> you know. I think it stems from. And like I've never been this type of person, but I've had friends who are those type of people. And I think a lot of it stems from sorry, you can totally hear. Sorry, my dyko. A lot of it yeah. stems from. Um, a lot of it stems from wanting like that kind of affection, that kind of closeness to someone without it being sexual. Or you're not ready for the sexual part to happen. So there's like a lot of cuddling that happens. It's just so if you haven't been touched in like eight months, like you'll take a cuddle, I think. I wouldn't because I would just know it's so loaded. Yeah. I guess so. It's so loaded. I don't it, – that's what feels so immature to me about it. It's that it's like you're ignoring the very obvious thing, which is that like cuddling is a loaded situation, especially between like – you guys aren't like seven and eight years old. You're like 21 and 29. Like yeah. it's very loaded. There's like a very intimate knowledge of what goes on between a man and a woman when they're snuggling under a blanket. Uh, right. But I mean it's the same – kind of thing where people will have buck, fuck buddies even though sometimes they know that they can't have sex without feelings but it doesn't sound like that's what these two people are to each other it sounds like they do hook up with other people except that for some reason they just like to cuddle yeah i don't i don't I'm know i don't like try equivalent. i feel like he's on drugs or something <laughs> i think he just wants to have his cake i think he's too. like a drug addict like i honestly he- do i think like this smacks of like heroin to me like i just don't know what it is i can see that you know, like inside, he's like a weird older 29-year-old guy cuddling with a 21-year-old girl. Like, I yeah. kind of get the sense that like he might be one of those guys that like doesn't like to give up the idea of being single but wants to be a re- in a relationship or wants to at least be with her but doesn't want to be like Yeah, also the 21 29. It's a it's uh, it's almost like when I was 21, I actually was dating a guy who was like 32. And when I look back on that, it's yeah. fucking creepy. Like, yeah, no, I, me too. Same exact thing. Yeah. And I and 29, I think, is kind of the same. I mean, until you're like 25, I don't feel that you're like a full woman. No, I, I mean, know. you are, but you're not. And he knows what he's doing too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I don't like him. It sounds like he's preying on you. <laughs> Kristen? Crystal? That's yeah. I, Chris, Kristen. I think he thinks that she's like a like – a, there's something also like, oh, she, like she's little. She's cute. Like almost like thinking of you as like a little kid in a way. It's very yeah. like, like like a little sister or something that it's like he's I, just gross. Or, I, it's gross. Yeah. Or the idea that younger women put up with a lot of more bullshit than older women. Yeah. Do. I mean, that's something that we've been exploring a lot of on this podcast lately. Definitely. Girl, I would just put your foot down with him and say, I'm not doing this anymore because why? What is the point of it? Like, what do you actually really get out of it other than like potentially a disappointing or somehow upsetting like sexual encounter? I don't really see what it is that you get out of cuddling with this guy. Mm-hmm. Go find someone else to cuddle with. Someone your Go find someone your own age. Yeah. And it's taking away from your opportunity to find someone your own age that's more compatible for you because you're wasting all this time like – cuddling this fool and by the way he should be worried about finding someone his own age like the fact that he's not is concerning and like you should be worried about just having fun right now like if you find someone to date awesome but uh just like keep doing you and don't let like uh it just makes me sad to think of this guy i feel like this guy's named like brian (laughs) (laughs) you know damn it brian all right let's take our next call hey christina and malls it's jordan um 
I have a kind of a quick question. Uh, I'm just, I have, I'm struggling with how to phrase it and to be the least offensive. Um, how do you deal with, um, I don't want to like put anyone in a box, but like female Republicans, I guess, would be the general um, consensus of who these type of women are. Um, my mother being in that category who recently has proudly declared to me she is not a feminist. Um, even after I tried to explain to her what it was uh, versus what is perceived as, and I just don't understand, like, I get people are religious and, like, or want to be anti-choice and, like, hate women a little bit, but I just don't. I've um, encountered a lot of it at school lately, a lot in the liberal arts section, which is very weird for me. So I just don't know how, other than, like, not engaging, but, like, when you're in a group project setting, um, how, like, how do you mentally process that? There are people, women out there specifically, that kind of just don't really love other women and think that they're capable of making their own decisions with their bodies or their relationships, what have you. Um, it's just been very, I've encountered very um, interesting women lately. Um, some Trump supporters, some Parenthood, Planned Parenthood um, naysayers, like it's just buck wild uh, that 3% of parent, Planned Parenthood is abortions and it's privately funded. So the money the government gives them goes to everything that's not an abortion, such as cervical screenings, um, UTI treatments like so many things even like men go there for uh it's just it's just nuts like I feel like I've given the same speech like I don't I feel like I'm a politician now and I just don't know like how do you mentally process women that don't love themselves okay hope that you get this well um I don't know what I'm saying I'm really I'm just stunned by the conversation I just had with um uh interesting young lady Love you guys. Keep it up. Bye. Oh, my God. When she started, did you guys think, like, what the fuck is she going to say? I know. When like, I, got I was call, like, she's oh. like, how do you deal with the Republicans? I was like, oh, this is, like, your biggest problem right now. No, no, no. Like, when she at the beginning was like, I'm trying to think no, know, yeah. of a way to say – I was like, oh, God, is she going to say something, like, racist? Like, what is about to come out of this girl's <laughs> mouth? Um, you know, here's a thought that I've kind of been jamming on lately, and it's not a conclusion I'm happy with if it is the truth, but like I, I was in a situation recently where I was dealing with something like from basically undeniably, I, it had to be from the point of view that I am a woman and that I'm like a woman and this is the thing that happens to women. And a lot of the opposition I was facing in this situation was from other women and I was so angry the whole time because I just kept being like, but you guys are like other chicks. Like if anyone should get this, it should be you. And I kind of had this thought where I was like, well, maybe like they are the ultimate feminists because they give about as many little shits about me right now as a man would. And they're just here picking up their paycheck to not give a shit about me the way that a man would. And... 
maybe in a way like they are they are the truest feminists right now because they're doing what they need to do to take care of themselves and using this system the best way they can to ensure their own survival and safety. Um, is that a conclusion I'm happy with? No. But like at the same time, I do think that women – because we are such nurturers wind up going so far out of our way to nurture each other all the time that like we in the process of slowing down to stop and explain something or nurture someone or try and like get them to understand something better or make the world a little bit better we're harming ourselves we're not getting everything that we need and I find that it's almost a difficult balance because if you were to stop and like take 20 minutes out of your day to explain to this female Republican why she's actually doing a great disservice to herself, her children, her own body, her own rights, her own life, like, you know, that of, like, children many, many years from now, the people that she probably believes she's protecting, um, it would be time out of your day that you could be doing something to better yourself, like getting those extra 10 emails in that's going to maybe lead to the job opportunity that you should have or to something really productive and fun that will be better for your self-care and your mental well-being. Like, like men, men don't aren't so burdened by this. Men don't walk around thinking about rape or like talking to other people about rape prevention. Men don't walk around burdened by the same social responsibility we have. So I kind of don't know what to tell you because I want to tell you you should just say this, but then, like, I also want you to take care of yourself, Jordan, you know? I don't know. That's an interesting point. It really is. I kind of – I mean, I had, like, a a parallel thought when we were listening to the call that as far as your mom, she's not going to change and she's not going to change her views. Uh -uh. So I sort of agree with Malls that, like, you're kind of wasting your time there. Yeah. Um, However, I think, like – Maybe you can be an ex- – and, and even – I don't know what women you're dealing with at college or whatever, but maybe you can kind of like get them to see the light. Maybe not, but I don't know. Or maybe you can volunteer with like a young girl's, I don't know, like group or something like that and be an Absolutely. example for the next generation, people who you can actually, um, you know, leave an impression with that aren't already sort of like – jaded and and, and you know a lot of people are turning their backs on organizations like girl scouts right now right. because they are like you know girl scouts does work with planned parenthood and so a lot of especially now a lot of women are leaving girl scouts and having their girls pulled from girl scouts because really? they don't want them involved with something that supports planned parenthood yeah um That's which so ridiculous. you know i think a lot of us i mean i grew up going to girl scouts i always if i had to guess I would say Girl Scouts probably airs on the side of conservative, but in fact, it's the opposite. And so it could be kind of cool to get involved with something like Girl Scouts because I don't know if enough people our age are really thinking of them as like an organization where you would like outside of like cookies and like being in it and like our own memories of our own weird Girl Scout leaders. Like it could be a cool thing to have young, cool Girl Scout leaders around now. I don't know how you do that. Um, but if you were involved in that growing up, it might be something you want to get reinvolved with again. I um, I definitely think it's a lot of it is about letting people die off, which is like shitty, like sad and unfortunate. I think that also sometimes people don't change their minds until it hits close to home. I think that when people are, um, you know, let's say something like something really tragic happened with your mother, where she was forced to face the reality of Planned Parenthood not just being a place where people go to get abortions. Um, or that, like, you know, um, you know, Planned Parenthood is not a threat to the idea of like the the idea of the traditional American family. Like, in fact, it is helping to plan 
parenthood. It's trying to actually support the traditional American family. Like, until she is faced with something, a reality that will, um, you know, force her to reexamine whether or not those those beliefs are true, um, there's just, yeah, she's just got a girl just fuck, just fuck everybody. I don't even know what to say. I hate this shit. It makes me so sad. Some days I want to, some days I want to talk about it a lot, but then other days I just really have no energy for it. It just makes my, it just makes my heart sad, you know, like how much more of a dialogue can we have, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like the key to changing people's minds, like you can't say these are the facts because people will look at those and they'd be like, oh, that source is biased. You have to really encourage people to like look at it on their own and hopefully they won't find sources that are like, Paleo Parenthood, you know, sells baby parts. And just live through example. Like, just be a good person yourself. Like, be the kind of person that other people are going to look at and say, like, what's that girl about? What's her life about? What's she about? What are her beliefs? Like, in a weird way, I like, I admire my therapist, like, as a woman. Like, I want to know, like, what it is she does when she wakes up in the morning because she seems like a very happy, zen, fulfilled person to me. And, like, this kind of, like, cuts back to a little bit at the beginning when the girl's, like, you know, at the top of the show. She's like, you make pies and do tie-dye. Like, how – like, you're not depressed the way I am. Like – my therapist probably has her own shit she deals with, but the way she lives her life, she comes up very light and she comes up very airy and, like, she has a very balanced approach to how she deals with issues. And so I want to know a little bit more about her life and her beliefs. And I think that if you present yourself as the kind of person that people want to be around and know about and know what makes you tick, um, you'll have the opportunity to change people's minds in all sorts of ways, you know? Yeah. And if you don't think you're going to be able to change someone's mind, like, don't waste your energy. Like – get that frustration out somewhere else because you're not talking to yourself to death to someone like that is not going to do anything good. And in a way, it's important that everyone feels differently. Like it is. It's it's, it's a really upsetting thing to think about. I wish that I could just say that I wish, you know, everyone could realize that, you know, at the end of the day, as long as people are – you know, aren't dying in in a war actively at every given moment of the day, like we're kind of fine. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just fucking, I hate it. We have a very long year ahead of us with this election. I know it's going to be a really you. long year. And Jordan, don't forget that your poo nanny drips gold. <laughs> yes, girl. All right, next call. Hey, mom. I've been dating this guy for about three weeks now, and he just orders bed restraints on Amazon. Uh, it's not something we talked about or something I expressed interest in, and it doesn't really fit our, like, dynamic. So, to me, it seems really corny, but he's from Europe, so maybe it's a cultural thing. I'm also a bit worried that if he's splashing out cast on sex accessories this early, that something is up, because this has literally never happened to me before, and I'm a hard 30. I don't know. Please advise. Well, okay. First of all, it was really hard to understand. Blasting out cash? Blasting out? I I was like, is he blacking out and buying sex toys? Like, I was like, oh, he's like getting blackout drunk and buying sex restraints on Amazon. But here's my other question. It sounds like you guys haven't discussed that he bought these. Like, almost like you were going through his prime. Did you get that? Like, it's like, like there wasn't a conversation between after the fact that you discovered this, right? So she said that it's not really their dynamic, but then she said it's a new relationship. So how have you established a dynamic thus right. far? And also I think she's thinking like, oh, I'm not going to – like I wonder who she's anticipating being tied up. 
Right. Because I think she's thinking that she's going to get tied up and she's like, that's not really our dynamic. But it's like, first of all, I love that he's a European man. Yeah. Catherine, Catherine Chloe Cahoon's like so jealous. We should have had fucking Catherine Chloe Cahoon on for this one. <laughs> Call out Catherine. I don't know. Do European men like to be restrained? You lived in Europe. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, I will say like, I, I mean, I don't know. I Are mean, they I, kinkier? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And I say just be open to it. I mean, that would be my advice. I mean, why is it corny to you if you haven't tried it yet? I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, don't knock until you try it. I wonder what it is, like ball gags. Because if it's like a, if it's like a, like a velvet rope or something, fine. Like, who cares? Like, well, whatever. What, what does that mean? Like, who cares? Where do you draw the line? I think that I th- I think that I would start to think it was corny if it came into like facial masks or like there was a belt involved or like something like that. Like if it was something that had like a like a buckle on it, I would be like, "Oh, come on." Like this is like I just think if we had never discussed it, if it was like, "Yeah, like we're both into this, like let's invest in some like weirder shit or some more like high-level shit." Sure, but if we're talking like the guy orders some nine ninety nine like fuzzy handcuffs, like <laughs> what's the big? That's like almost a little weird that you think that's weird. Yeah, you I know? agree. Like it's very like that's so entry level. And I think it's cool that he's trying to like explore with you. I mean, if you get into it and you realize that this is his thing and he does this with everybody, and then you sort of don't want to be. It's probably like a mask with a dildo on it. <laughs> oh, like God. it's probably something like completely ferocious that like you and I aren't even considering. Like what's worst case scenario? I know. I wish she told us what he ordered exactly. Well, she said sex restraints. What's a restraint? So like a, a like restraint a like a cuff or like a, t- like a belt. I'm, I don't, I, uh, like I don't a tie know. down thing. Like nipple clamps, is that a restraint? No. Let me. Could I'm gonna be. Google sex restraints. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna do it in an incognito window so I get no cookies. <laughs> Look at you knowing all about it. Well, I know how to hide my internet history. That's good. <laughs> okay, so what are we seeing? What What are like the okay, entry level bondage ties? Oh, okay. They're pretty elaborate. Some of these. Like that, that feet cuffs, like some sort of like, yeah, I mean, it actually, it does. It looks, it looks like, yeah, like a tie. You can do like a tie situation. Some of these are like, what's you wrong know, with you? Let your fun European boyfriend tie you up. Bicep restraints. Where is the bicep restraint? Tape. That's normal. Oh, the fin- the fetish fantasy web restraint. That's only $79. That's like the most complicated one. Yeah. Let me do it on Amazon. The tie and cuff set. I don't know. Like, it doesn't even look sex restraints. Okay. Oh, yeah. Under the bed restraints for sex. Okay. Oh, shit. Is it the, the bondage? Rest- oh, yeah. He's ordering some intense shit. If this is what he's ordering. See, but then there is just like a ball, like a ball of twine or whatever. Yeah. I guess my advice would be I would say don't knock it till you try it but then if you feel uncomfortable come up with a safe word and then just use that safe word and have an understanding that you're not gonna yeah it's very very important when you start you know adventuring into these types of things to have a discussion about what you feel comfortable with um, what your boundaries are and when you want to stop and you have to set a safe word so that you know 
Yeah, they like no one's ever that. allowed to hit my face. Never. Don't hit my face. That's my one rule. With anything or just nothing. Don't ever fucking hit my face. That's not okay. Like that for some reason that makes that will make me very upset. Yeah. Almost I anything mean, understandable. else. Understandable. Almost any. I like like that's uh, for some reason like any like my face being aggressed upon is not okay with me. I'm not fine with like there for some reason that's the one that's just like. No, I don't know why. Yeah, and everybody has that. So yeah, I mean, talk about it and come up with a safe word and make sure that nobody hits malls in the face. Yeah, don't fuck. (laughs) No one hits malls in the face. No one hits me in the face. Um, but yeah, I'm just not into that. Um, you know. Also, I think that you should, if he's planning on springing this on you now that you, if you know about this before, like he, you, and the two of you have discussed it. I would order something of your own just to be like, yeah, well, you want to surprise me with the sex thing? Well, here's a fucking seven-inch strap-on. Yep. <laughs> yep. I Three feel very, very diameter. passionate about that. Like, yeah. dudes who, like, want to do anal, that's fine. You're allowed to explore that. But, like, I feel like there has to be a mutual, like, if you're getting penetrated, if I'm getting penetrated, then yeah, you are also getting penetrated. Yeah, here's your series of anal trainers. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You have to know what it's like if you're going to ask plugs. something kind of big of that. I don't know. Dude, anal butt plugs. It's totally redundant. I love it. From now on, that's what I'm o- I'm only calling them that. We have a letter Eads is going to read it. Okay, here we go. Dear Please Advise, I had a friendship breakup with a close friend a while ago. I adored her. We were the typical party monster partners in crime. Ooh, that's one of my favorite movies. Side note. Um, But as time went on, her textbook narcissistic personality disorder was too much for me to handle. It was her versus the world, an utter lack of consideration of how her actions affected others, threats of suicide when things weren't going her way. I felt like she was sucking the empathetic energy out of me and knew the healthiest slash only choice at that point was to remove myself from the situation. Flash forward three years to now. Through some subtle internet lurking, I found out she has recently been diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer. Stunned, I started composing a message to her, but before I could finish, she messaged me stating that I had been in her thoughts and that she will always be there for me. It kind of felt like she was writing the message she wanted me to write her. I replied, letting her know I will always care for her, can't fathom what she's going through, wishing her the best in her treatment, not necessarily reopening the friendship per se, but letting her know that I would never wish anything but the absolute best for her. She let me know that she was planning a trip that weekend to where I live and that she absolutely wanted to see me. Malls, I totally shut down. I didn't reply. I still haven't replied. Even though I feel terrible that she's sick, I'm terrified of re-entering the toxic one-sided friendship. Knowing if I see her, I may not have the strength to not be her friend. Ugh. I don't know. I feel like a horrible person. I'm trying to protect myself, but did I go about this the wrong way? XOXO. Sounds like you were just protecting yourself. I don't know. I mean, I feel terrible that this person's sick, but I feel like you also were doing something instinctively, uh, subconsciously, maybe not even subconsciously, just you were just protecting yourself. I think you know this person's dangerous for you. Um, I think it's really difficult when someone has cancer. It's such a scary word, especially that you're like, oh my God, you have cancer. Like that overrides everything. But, you know, a lot of people get cancer. It doesn't necessarily make them a different person always. Um, I also am interested that like she messaged you as soon as you happen to be 
quote unquote lurking on her page? Was this like, did were you liking stuff? And then she saw that you were liking stuff and sent you a message? Or is there a way that she can see that you were lurking? I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Um, well, I totally kind of agree with you. I feel like it's kind of what we were talking about on the patio earlier yeah. about protecting yourself from people that just sort of dim your light yeah. in any sort of way. Um, and I kind of agree with what Malls is saying about, um, you know, just because of per- it's sad. It sounds fucked up kind of, but it's true. Like if a person has cancer, it doesn't necessarily wipe away all the wrong um, or wrongs that they've kind of, you know, done in their lives. However, I, I, I'm kind of torn. I don't know. I think if, if I was in your situation, I would probably feel exactly how you feel. Yeah. You're going to feel guilty. It's hard to, once you throw cancer in the mix, it's such like a powerful buzzword that you're like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? And then if, you know, God forbid, yeah, something were to happen, you'd feel yeah, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel guilty. Is the reality? No, not at all. Like yeah. stepping outside of it, it, it. Like if I was in your situation, I could completely understand why you're really torn. But stepping outside of it, I don't think you should put yourself in a situation where you feel like you're going to be around toxic energy yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think it's okay. Like you should never do something out of obligation. You should never do something good out of obligation yeah. because you feel it's obligated true. to. Because um, then it's disingenuous. Yeah. You have to do it from a genuine place. Otherwise, you're going to be frustrated as hell that you're going to be dealing with this woman again. You know, and at the same time, just because this particular trip didn't work out for you guys or this particular like time of you guys being in the same city didn't work out for you, just you weren't ready yet, doesn't mean that you never will be um, and that she hasn't changed. Um, that's not to make you feel guilty. I still think that you were innately protecting yourself. But there's like, you know – someone goes through something as big as cancer and they've also grown up a little bit, I think I know I have referenced and I think in my early 20s especially, everything felt so dramatic to me all the time. Like everything was such a drama. And like I don't know if she was genuinely threatening suicide, but I know I'd be like, oh, like I can't find anything to wear. I'm going to like literally kill myself. Like I don't know if she was threatening suicide like that or if she was actually like, I'm actually going to kill myself if you guys don't do what I want. I don't know which what what necessarily you're referencing. They both sound pretty dramatic and pretty toxic. But especially when you're younger, you do a lot of things um, and you say a lot of things when you're partying a lot, when you're in survival mode, when um, you know you don't when you haven't really figured out that life is just a series of difficult things that you have to kind of slog through. Um, you act dramatic a lot, and so maybe she's grown out of that. Especially now that life has given her something. That's an actual palpable real drama. Um, and you can, you know, judge that on your uh, – judge that for yourself. But on this particular trip you're talking about, no need to feel guilty, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's – I don't know. Uh, have you guys ever had a friend that, like – that just, like, you know they'll never change when it comes to something like this? Like, there's some – like, something like cancer is not going to change who they are. Um if anything, it'll make them worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have. It's hard. It's hard because when you care about somebody, you know, it's hard to push them away. But sometimes to better yourself, you have to. And I'm not yeah. a fan of like throwing around labels like narcissistic personality disorder. But like you're right. If, if with certain people like it can really heighten their narcissism when they're dealing with something like an illness that's life-threatening. Again, I just can't stop thinking about how weird it is, though, that, like, as soon as you started to compose a message to her, she 
got back to you with something already. Like, if she had your chat box sitting open for three years waiting for that little bubble to show up? Like, <laughs> right. what is going on? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. And at least, like, maybe shoot her an email and being like, hey, I got your your email. Uh, you're in my thoughts. And just like, be honest. I didn't really know what to say at the time. Yeah. Like, I'm a little shocked. Like, we went through so much. You know, um, I think she'll even appreciate your honesty in, in the whole situation, too. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Take yeah. care of yourself first and foremost, always. Always, always, always. Like a, like a big blanket statement. I feel like in the past day I haven't always been good over just reminding people that – no matter what our advice is, the number one advice is to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, that goes for Jordan. That goes for the other people that have called today. Take care of yourself first. Um, it's the airplane have, thing, you know? What's you the have, airplane thing? Oh, yeah, you got to put oxygen, your oxygen yeah. on yourself before mm-hmm. even your baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's totally true. And it's emotionally exhausting, too. So yeah. that's why you have to take care of yourself. Because there's, there's been plenty of times where I've like been that friend and I've tried to be like the right. reliable one. Right. And it's been at my own expense. Totally. And, uh, for my mental health and like totally. for what I need. And it's draining. So don't do that to yourself if you're not ready. And I, you know, there is like a, a happy medium, too. Like, I have a girlfriend that... It's like she is literally like high school drama 101. It kind of cracks me up. And like someone was saying to me like, how can you handle her? And I was just like, I don't know. It kind of makes me laugh. Like (laughs) she's just like so – like her drama is just so ridiculous. It just kind of makes me laugh. And um, there's like a – there's a a healthy way to like laugh about this sort of stuff too. And if you just feel like you can't do that, then yeah, time time to move on. Do we have time for a quick round of Do You Fear That? Yes. Okay, let's do that. I'm the time master. Eden XO. We're going to play our favorite game here at Please Advise. It's called Do You Fear That? It's a list of 50 fears, and the answers are yes or no, or you can elaborate. I will say, oh. if someone wants to make a theme song for Do You Fear That, please do so. <laughs> Upload it to SoundCloud, hashtag it, Do You Fear That, and send it over to us. Is that a hint? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. no. I totally, I totally was not doing that intentionally, but if you want to do it, Eden. I'll think about feel it. Feel free. Is this supposed to be rapid fire before we go? Uh, No, if, I mean, if it's something that you really fear or something that you think is the most ridiculous fear and then you don't understand. Understand why people fear it, then yeah. Okay. Or if you had an experience that would like okay. cause it. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One, being naked in front of someone who's angry with you. Yes. Deep space. No. Fire. No. Food in countries you've never been to. No. The dark. Nope. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clowns. Yeah, actually, I mean, kind of. I hated Circus Circus, which was the hotel we'd always stay in when we went to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. And I hated the movie It. I'm not a fan. I don't know if I fear them, but I don't like them. They're creepy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see the joy. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not clear on the joy that clowns give. No. Uh, sleeping alone. Mm, what's so strange is I never had a roommate, always lived by myself, always slept alone. But now that I'm so used to sleeping with Ryan and Mocha, our little doggy, I kind of, like – yeah, I kind of get scared. You're like, where's my, where's my, fr- yeah. my fuzzy friend and my husband? Yeah. yeah, I get you. Yeah, um, I feel weird without wagon stuff. Like yeah. the first, like the whenever I go somewhere, like the first night, I'm like, mm, where's that mm-hmm. little loaf of bread that sleeps on? It's like he's like a warm little loaf of bread the under tiny, the sheet, tiny yeah. little bed hog. Yeah. He manages to hog an entire, like, king-size bed. It's it's kind of amazing how, like, dogs can stretch out. Yeah. And also, (laughs) he just, like, dead weights on my legs. So it's, like, all of a sudden, like, 45 pounds of this eight-pound dog. Um, Okay. 
uh, getting caught talking to yourself in the car. No. Little person porn. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I wouldn't watch it necessarily, but I don't fear it. Uh, germs. Germs. Yes. I do have a fear of germs. I'm kind of like that person who brings wipies on the airplane and wipes down the seat and doesn't yeah. share drinks. And yeah. I almost feel like I get the more exposed I am to germs the better. So I kind of like... It is true. Yeah. And I know that theory and I recognize that study, but for <sighs> some reason I... You're not like, no. let me lick that random thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, saying a new word out loud for the first time. No. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No. First dates. Nope. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. I mean, I already know that. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Watching mold grow on nature shows. <laughs> no. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. No. Lena Dunham's success. No. Do you not like Lena Dunham? No, I love <laughs> Lena Dunham. I just, there are a lot of people that are like, her success brings up some stuff for them. Like because, what? Well, I think a lot of people, I think, it's, I think, I think a lot of times, I won't even say just men. I will just say people who don't relate to her style or her voice feel threatened because then they feel like that's the unique voice that got a chance and so mine won't. Or if that's what people like, then they won't like me. Okay. Um, and also she's very young and so a lot of people have been trying a really long time and they see like it happened so quickly and so successfully for her. This is what I'll say that to that is there's room for everyone. I and, agree. And people who have this fear of like – to be honest, I used, I used to have this fear. Okay, so now that I understand the question, I did have this fear like – Nah, like so and so has a number one, and I don't still. And nah. yeah, it's like the moment you stop thinking like that, then opportunities will present themselves to you because you're just ruining your life, like focusing on that. And you have to remember that there's room for everybody. And that's something that's always driven me nuts too. Where I felt when I felt like um, resentfulness from other people or hatred from other people is I'm like, well, you're assuming that. Like, I got your chance. But, like, right. you and I were never in competition. Exactly. Like, they were never looking for me or for you. They were looking for, you know, or, or like, they're looking for me or for you. They're not looking for one of us. Exactly. You know? yeah. uh, okay. Dancing in public. No. Nope. Singing in public. No. Missing out on events or parties. No. Having to go to events or parties. Uh, sometimes. That you're a fraud. No. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. Oh, you know what's so crazy? And I'm not trying to be like mushy. I feel like Ryan would still love me. No, there's no problem. <laughs> I mean, I love that. It's it's never our single guests that feel that are that don't fear that. Um, <laughs> spending a week in Times Square. No, in fact, I've done that. Like, wait, living on living or just in a hotel? Like in a hotel. Okay, yeah, no, I've done that. It's fine. Uh, contracting herpes. Oh God. Yeah. That's a fear. That goes back to the germ thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really supposed to be just like contracting an STD. But when I first wrote this list, I wrote herpes for some reason when <laughs> really it's just any STD. Yeah. Ugh, I'm afraid. Uh, yes. blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No. Going through TSA. Well, now I got that pre-check, baby. 
So oh. no. <laughs> so so I had an open criminal case in the state of Arizona. What? And when I got arrested, I got arrested and it got dismissed. But for like a week, I had an open criminal case before it got dropped down to a misdemeanor. Oh. And it was right around the time that I was like, oh, I'm going to go get my pre-check. And then I was like, oh, I can't apply because I, oh. I have a fucking open criminal case. And I was like, I never thought this would be my life. <laughs> that like I couldn't go get my TSA pre-check because I got arrested in like a fluke accident. Free advice, you guys. Get your pre-check now before you do something. <laughs> Stupid. I know. Needles? Yeah, I do have a fear of needles. What's in tap water? Yes. In fact, ugh. Okay, I'm just going to quickly elaborate. So I live in an old, like, 1920s building. Yeah. One of those classic... Yeah, one of those classic, like, you know, it's a beautiful building. However, I feel like they haven't updated the pipes in, like, God knows how long. Yeah. And the other day on something on TV, I don't know what it was, I saw that a lot of the 1920s buildings have lead piping. Oh my so God. So I stopped giving baby Mocha water from the sink and now she gets Evian. <laughs> Good for her, Mocha. Mocha. That's Is she so brown? Cute. Um, it's Mocha like the museum. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, I'm Oh, yeah. culture baby. <laughs> um, spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yeah, absolutely. Terrified. <laughs> Sunday nights. No, that's like no I love Sunday nights Real Housewives Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> that you have bad, uh, bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you no however I will say I switched to natural deodorant and I I do not smell great I'm not gonna lie Which that's what I you heard using? like it doesn't work Sir, there's like one brand that I have that works but okay. it's like from Urban Outfitters and it comes in a little jar and you have to like scoop it out and warm it between your fingers and then like apply it with your fingers to that your That seems pits. like such a hassle. And then like, you know, so then you just got to like scrub your hands because it does feel like you have like a lavender smelling baking soda on your yeah. fingers. What do you use? Okay. Well, I went through a couple. Tom's does not work. No, I've smells heard that. Yeah. Ter- you, it's disgusting. Then I tried this clay one from Whole Foods. Not good. Um, now I'm using Dr. Hauschka's. Is that the crystal? No, a crystal sucks. I oh, hate crystal. crystal sucks. Okay. But it's a roller like the crystal. Okay. But it's completely different. It's fucking expensive. How much is it? It's $25 <gasps> for okay. a deodorant. Yeah. However, ladies. If it's not cancer in your pits. Exactly. Right. And right now, it's like day two. I'm liking it. So, That's good. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, keep us updated, actually. Really do. Like, keep okay. us updated if, if it works out for you because this is exactly the kind of thing that I like to update our people on. Okay. Yeah. And if anyone has a recommendation for natural? Natural deodorant. Yes. Natural anything, actually. I'm using that fresh soy face, face cleanser. That's but like, jam. I go th- I've gone through this whole journey where it's like I eat at least vegetarian most of the week. I try to drink juice every morning. I'm all up on my vitamins with girlfriends, our very first segment on the show today. But then I use like I use like not natural skin stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point of that? No, your skin is your biggest organ. If you guys know really good makeup brands and natural, not especially organic makeup brands, I really want to know that work. Mm -hmm. That would be great for me to know. None of that drugstore shit unless it works. Um, No, and I have a a cleanser for you if you are so. Which one? Inclined. Um, It's Cell Cosmet. So it's C-E-L-L-C-O-S-M-E-T. Okay. And it's amazing. Um. It's like all natural. It's Delish. Swiss. It's incredible. Can you get it at Sephora? 
No, you can only get it online or at Saks, but it's incredible. Can you get it on Amazon? Probably. Oh, okay, yeah. Good. As long as you can get it on Amazon, I'll get it. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, hold on, I'm just waiting for Christine to give me the phone back. Hold on. I've been using um. I mean, I'm I'm big on my Clarisonic. I feel like it's mm-hmm. rubbing two parts of my face raw, though. Like, I feel like I have, like, raw spots on my face. I, I was over-exfoliating for a long time, and yeah. it was actually making me break out. And yeah. it was, like, not – like, I think the whole exfoliation thing is sort of, like, I don't do it as much as they say, and I'm pretty happy with my skin Yeah, I'm now. doing it. I'm doing it less now, and I feel better than I was before. I'm also taking hydro, hydro, hyaluric acid, mm. I think it's called. It's really good. Okay, commitment? Nope. Becoming homeless? No. Change? No. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? (laughs) No. We have a call about this in our next show, by the way, and I just want to say I can't wait to address it. So everyone, (laughs) I wish I wish we had this call. Tune in next week if you if you want (laughs) to hear me get yelled at. Um, uh, vomiting? No. Bugs? Uh, no. Being fisted? (laughs) No. (laughs) unusually good looking people no the dentist yes fuck that i hate the dentist i just had a root canal me too first one me too eat an xo not afraid of being fisted hates the dentist (laughs) (laughs) death no uh knowing what your hot dog is actually made of i don't eat hot dogs so no good for you crying in public yes being with a man who's crying in public? Yes. Being arrested for a murder you didn't commit? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Stephen Avery, I'm with you in spirit. Oh, God. I know, right? Um, heights. Nope. The idea that your worst enemy might be right about you. Mm, possibly. Birds. No. Okay, that was Do You Fear That? <laughs> Overall, not a very fearful person. Girl, thank you so much for being here today. It like means the world that you came on, and I really want to have you back. We should do like a fun combo guest thing with Marley, Molly Tarlov or oh, like yeah. one of my fun random friends yeah. will find. It'll be really fun. I would love to come back. Huge fan of the pod. Thank you so much for having ah, me. I love that you listen. And go have fun in Bali, by the way. Thanks. Listen to Please Advise on your long-ass flight to Bali. I will. Okay. Thank and you thanks, so Christina. Much. And where can for coming find you online eden xo on twitter yeah um at eden xo on twitter and then just at eden on instagram e-d-e-n facebook all that usual stuff my website's down right now going through some construction so and her just- <laughs> punani drips gold you guys and my punani drips gold yes bye guys have a good week 